This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly COVID-19 briefing for the week of February 15th. In this episode, I'll discuss six MMWR COVID-19 reports. The first two describe the detection and spread of COVID-19 variants in the United States and internationally. The third looks at data from the first month of COVID-19 vaccine safety monitoring. The fourth describes declines in routine vaccination rates among Medicare beneficiaries during the pandemic. The fifth report emphasizes how telehealth helps ensure access to care while limiting exposure to COVID-19. The last report discusses how employers can protect workers against COVID-19 by requiring and providing protective equipment such as face masks and physical barriers. COVID-19 cases have been decreasing, but the detection of new forms or variants of the virus could reverse this progress and lead to more spread and more cases. Some new variants of SARS-CoV-2 may behave differently and can spread more easily, including the two variants I'm about to describe. People in Minnesota with no recent travel to the United Kingdom were infected with the variant first detected in the UK late last year. Most of them appeared to have been infected during recent travel to other places, although some did not have a history of travel. In Zambia, sharp increases in COVID-19 cases corresponded with an increase in infections with the variant that was recently found in South Africa. These new variants present challenges because they can spread more easily but the United States can avoid another resurgence of cases. Proven prevention strategies can limit the impact of these variants. Everyone should wear a well-fitting mask, stay at least six feet away from people they don't live with, avoid crowds, gatherings, and poorly ventilated spaces, postpone travel, wash their hands often, and get vaccinated when it's available to them. Identifying and isolating people with COVID-19 quickly can also prevent further community spread. As new COVID-19 variants are found and spread across the country, getting vaccinated when the shot is available to you is critical. Two COVID-19 vaccines are currently authorized by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for use in the United States. Since FDA authorized the Pfizer BioNTech and Moderna vaccines in December 2020. Safety monitoring for these vaccines has been the most intense and comprehensive in U.S. history. Investigators described data from two vaccine safety monitoring systems during the first month of COVID-19 vaccination. The most common symptoms reported to the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, or VAERS, were headache, fatigue, and dizziness. The majority of reports received were non-serious. Rare reports of anaphylaxis, a severe allergic reaction, were received. Reactions reported in another system, called vSAFE, were similar for persons who received the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine and those who received the Moderna vaccine. 
pain where the shot was given, fatigue, headache, muscle pain, and chills were most frequently reported on the day after vaccination than on any other day. For the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, reactions were more frequent after the second dose than the first dose. The reported rate of fevers and chills were more than four times higher after the second dose than after the first. These data provide reassurance and helpful information about what to expect after getting vaccinated, explaining to patients what side effects to expect and when to expect them might ease their concerns and encourage people to get both recommended doses. The pandemic continues to impact our lives in various ways. The next two reports describe how COVID-19 has affected the way people make decisions about their health. CDC investigators compared weekly rates of routine vaccination for four vaccines among Medicare beneficiaries during January to July 2020 with rates from the same period during 2019. These included routine vaccines to protect against shingles, pneumococcal disease, tetanus, diphtheria, and whooping cough. Vaccination rates declined by up to 89% from 2019 to 2020, and declines were similar in people from all racial and ethnic groups. However, vaccination rates among adults from racial and ethnic minority groups were lower than rates among their white counterparts. Vaccination providers should take actions to prevent the spread of COVID-19 and address patient concerns about exposure to COVID-19 during in-person visits. Continued efforts by vaccination providers and public health officials will be needed to protect all older adults against vaccine-preventable diseases. Telehealth can make getting healthcare easier, especially for populations with limited access. It can also reduce risk for spread of COVID-19, conserve scarce medical supplies, and reduce strain on healthcare capacity and facilities. CDC and the Health Resources and Services Administration, or HRSA, analyzed 20 weeks of survey data from more than 200 HRSA-funded health centers. The overall average percentage of weekly telehealth visits decreased 25% between the end of June 2020 and the beginning of November. Weekly telehealth visits stabilized beginning in mid-September, which coincided with another national surge of COVID-19 cases. Telehealth is critical to improving access to healthcare and enhancing the U.S. healthcare system's capacity to continue the pandemic response. The next report describes the use of hazard controls, such as physical barriers, face masks, and personal protective equipment in non-healthcare workplaces. When work cannot be performed remotely, hazard controls are important ways of reducing the spread of COVID-19 in the workplace. In June 2020, investigators surveyed non-healthcare workers about required and voluntary use of COVID-19 hazard controls. When employers provided hazard controls, workers were more likely to use them voluntarily, especially employees with lower incomes. Lower income workers were more likely than higher income workers to report being prohibited from using hazard controls or to be unable to obtain them. Higher income workers were more likely than lower income workers 
to report being required to use hazard controls and to use them. Employers can help protect workers against COVID-19 by providing appropriate occupational hazard controls, such as face masks, and requiring and encouraging their workers to use them. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports on COVID-19, go to cdc.gov MMWR and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.